the big toe. A boy was digging at the edge of the garden when he saw a big toe. He tried to pick it up, but it was stuck to something. So he gave it a good hard jerk and it came off in his hand. Then he heard something groan and scamper away. The boy took the toe into the kitchen and showed it to his mother. It looks nice and plump, she said. I'll put it in the soup and we'll have it for supper. That night, his father carved the toe into three pieces and they each had a piece. Then they did the dishes and when it got dark, they went to bed. The boy fell asleep almost at once. But in the middle of the night, a sound awakened him. It was something out in the street. It was a voice, and it was calling to him. Where is my toe? It groaned. When the boy heard that, he got very scared. But he thought, it doesn't know where I am. It will never find me. Then he heard the voice once more. Only now, it was closer. Where is my toe? It groaned. The boy pulled the blankets up over his head and closed his eyes. I'll go to sleep, he thought. When I wake up, it will be gone. But soon he heard the back door open and again he heard the voice. Where is my toe? It groaned. Then the boy heard footsteps move through the kitchen, into the dining room, into the living room into the front hall. Then, slowly, they climbed the stairs. Closer and closer they came. Soon, they were in the upstairs hall. Now, they're outside his door. Where is my toe? The voice groaned. You've got it. Were you, ah. were you scared? <laughs> Your shelf for mine Talking sophisticated topics all the time Your shelf for mine Kick back, relax, crack a book, unwind at your shelf for mine Your shelf or mine Welcome to Your Shelf or mine. I'm Becky Standall, Youth Services Specialist at the Longview Public Library, and... I'm Daniel Tate, and I'm part of the Adult Services team at the Longview Public Library. Welcome to the studio, Daniel. Thank you. Daniel's here today because we are going to be talking about scary stories to tell in the dark. But first, I want to share some things that are going on at the library. All Did right. you bring stuff to share? I know some things that I can share. Okay. Well, I'm going to start... With youth services. We're the most important. This week is the last week of September, which is important for us because that's when we're starting up again with our regular programming. Our story times start up again Wednesday at 1030 with baby story time. Thursdays at 1030 we have preschool story time and Fridays at 1030 we have toddler time. Uh, we also have teen night starting up again starting Tuesday, September 24th and going on. In October, we are um, going to be making candles using granulated wax, so it kind of looks like sand art. And we're doing a house house taste test. We're going to be watching Hocus Pocus. We're doing other stuff, too. And then um, also starting in October, we're going to have a new Little Kids Book Club. So this is for kids 
just starting to learn to read. So like in kindergarten through second grade. And you can pick up the books for the book club early if you'd like to. Or um, they'll also be reading them in the book club. So that first one is on October 9th at 3.30. And then our um, older kids book club is on October 23rd. And we're reading a scary story called Small Spaces. Have you read Small Spaces before? Yes. I read it just last month. It was pretty creepy. The it's got like scary scarecrows, scary scarecrows. Oh, like Harold. Uh, kind of. So it's like this girl is uh, grieving. Her mother has died. Like it's been, I think, a year, and she um has like a a special place that she goes like along this creek or something. But one day when she goes there, there's this lady, and she's like throwing this journal into the creek, and so um. She really likes books, so she's like, don't throw away this book. And so she takes it from her, and the lady's like, no, I have to do this to end it. And the girl's like, no. And so she takes the book, and she starts to read it, and it's like a history about this uh, family, like a local family. The next day, she and her school go on a field trip to, like, this local farm, and it turns out, like, this people lived on this farm. And the bus driver who took them there keeps telling her, like, stuff that's from the book, to stay out of small space. No, wait. No, to go into small spaces because then they can't get you there. And then on the way back from the field trip, the bus breaks down and she and her friends like leave because she's like, I have to get in a small space. But all the other kids are like, we're staying on the bus. You, you know, you're crazy. And then they all get turned into scarecrows and come after her and her wow. friends. <laughs> yeah. That's scary. It is pretty good. Um, yeah. And then we have a couple other things in October for kids on Wednesdays after school. We're doing um, like ice cream in a bag for elementary age kids on October 2nd. And Little Monster Mash is coming up on Tuesday, October 29th. Do you have your costume? No. Hmm. You need to go. The Halloween stores are open in town now, so. <laughs> That's true. They're multiplying every yeah, year. Yeah. There's one at the old Ace. One over by Big Lots. That's right. Is there another one? Uh, is there one in Kelso, the mall? I haven't seen one over there, but is there one by where Nutrition Village used to be? Oh, like on the other side where the office? Yeah. So I don't know. Sometimes I know there was one last right, year. Right, but then the Ace just closed and there's one there now. So I don't know if it's the same one. It's This almost sounds like a scary story. Like... <laughs> That's been closed for... <laughs> <laughs> but the office store has been closed for years. Um, yeah, it's those empty retail fronts have like their one day in the sun. Yeah. Well, like six weeks in the sun. <laughs> so what do you guys have going on um, upstairs in adult services? So October, adult services is coming back with a vengeance. Um <laughs> <laughs> adult services with a vengeance that's right um october 7th starting at six o'clock i believe there's going to be an estate and probate q a kind of uh informational class so while you're thinking about death yeah what better time <laughs> <laughs> And then on October the 12th, the, the Sacagawea Fiber Arts Guild is going to come in and be in the auditorium all day on that Saturday doing kind of a show and tell. Um, so they're just going to have art and craft 
things that people can participate in and talk to them and, and see what they do, what they make. That kind of reminds me, we have this kind of like, I don't know, that it's something that we do in my family and I don't know why, but where someone says Sacagawea, will I correct them? Because there's like different ways to pronounce it, right? And I'll be like, you mean Sacagawea? You know, yeah. <laughs> I'll just go back and forth. That made me think of that. You should go in and <laughs> do that to them <laughs> all day. Um, and then on October 16th, the Kilted Man is returning. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. What kind of a day is that? That is a Wednesday evening, <laughs> 6 o'clock. Mm-hmm. So that's a free concert. He was here last year, and he is a very charming guy, and he tells little stories and jokes and stuff, and then he plays traditional Celtic songs, and he has some of those instruments that he... Does uh, he play the bagpipes? He doesn't play the bagpipes. Um, well, maybe he does, but he didn't last time. <laughs> <laughs> it's more uh, more of your percussion and string instruments that he was using. And then he has a, a really lovely voice. And yeah, it's, it's a fun time. It was uh, very popular because uh, there's the whole kind of, you know, Scottish vibe around here. And mm-hmm. he fits right in. And Yeah, it was um, just like Highland. Last, like last week? Yeah, yeah, it was. Did you go? I didn't go. Mm. And yeah, he'll be there in live, in person, <laughs> concerting it up, singing. So that's free, uh, family friendly, so uh, everyone can come and enjoy the Kilted Man. Very cool. Yeah. That's all the news that's fit, fit to, to podcast. <laughs> fit to podcast. Okay. Another thing that's happening this last week in September is that it is Band Book Band Books Week, which is I had printed out a thing, but you know, did I leave it in the printer? That's the question. Did you 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 didn't bring anything? I didn't bring anything. I did some You just memorized the list. I just looked at stuff. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so Band Books Week is um something that the American Library Association's Office of Intellectual Freedom uh, does every year to, <laughs> I don't want to use the word celebrate. But, <laughs> um... Well, it, it does celebrate uh, <laughs> like intellectual freedom and the right. freedom to read. Right, exactly. Really. Yeah. So, so a celebration, you were right on. Yeah, but it's also to bring like awareness to you. Um, like intellectual freedom issues and the idea that there are still like banned and challenged books here in the United States, but more so throughout the world. And in April every year during National Library Week, um, the Office of Intellectual Freedom releases a list of the top 10 most challenged or banned books from the previous year. And these come from like reports from librarians in libraries or from like press coverage, like in the news and stuff. This year, 2019, there were 11 on the list. And I think that's because um, there was a tie. (laughs) All right. (laughs) (laughs) So those books for this year are, you know, the little drum roll. Wait, that's more of a purring. (laughs) That is not a drum roll. You're fired. <laughs> oh, man. You would even just like do it on the. Oh. You know. Well, I have to hold this microphone. <laughs> Not if you're doing a drum roll. It's pretty wimpy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
you're just doing like um with those little muted sticks. Where? <laughs> that was a race car. <laughs> I'm gonna need a longer roll because I, for some reason, cannot find oh. this list. Well, that gives me more time to experiment. <laughs> there you go. So they are George by Alex Gino, which is a children's book about a transgender child. A Day in the Life of Marlon Bundo by Jill Twiss. And that's like a parody children's book. Parody in a way that it's mostly for adults, I guess. Um, Captain Underpants series by Dave Pilkey, which has been on this uh, band book list off and on, I don't know, for like 20 years. I, yeah, (laughs) when I was looking through the list, isn't one of them called like In the Tales of Sir Stinkslot? They all have like this, this, the sensational saga of Sir Stinkslot. Um, But they have like the perilous potty, you know, they're all like alliterative. And they're always challenged because it's like rude humor. It encourages kids to like be disruptive. <laughs> it encourages class clowning. And so people don't think that kids in school should read it. Most of these challenges, I think, come from the books being on like suggested or required reading lists for schools or being read in the classroom or being in school libraries or existing and having some thing that draws attention to them, like a TV show or a, a book made out of them. Oh, right. A book. Yeah. <laughs> a movie. Because <laughs> Captain Underpants. Then wasn't there a Captain Underpants movie? There recently? was recently. A ca- yeah. I forgot about that. I did not see that movie. I didn't either. It looked kind of funny. But that's what I was saying. I was like, well, you can see like when things will come back. Maybe next year, Scary Stories will be on the list again because of the movie. Oh, and I was yeah. saying when HBO releases the new His Dark Materials, I think we can see that those books coming back on this list. Yeah. Um, the Hate You Give by Angie Thomas, which and sometimes when books win awards, that's kind of like they win an award. They end up on reading lists. People don't want their kids to read them and they complain about it to the schools or to the media. Which number? That was four. Four. Um, but they also made a movie out of The Hate You Give. Um, drama by Raina Telgemeier, and that's been on the list for a long time. Comic books also tend to, there's only two comic books on this list, so. Only two. <laughs> 13 Reasons Why by Jay Asher. One of the interesting things about, is it this year's list? Man, this year has been so weird. I don't know if something was like recent or long time ago, but it might have been the previous year because this book is always on this list too. But it was like the... This Band and Challenge book list came out like only a few weeks after two of these authors had been accused of like sexual harassment at like literary conferences and stuff. So like directly related to their work. And then when the books and there's like a whole conversation is like, how can we continue to support these authors when these are like terrible things that they've done? Um, and then the list came out and they're like, oh, are these why they're banned? But then it's like, no, these books have a history of being banned for other reasons. But I could see that in the future being a reason why these books are challenged. Um, Like the Bill Cosby book is not on this list this year, but they have been in the past and that's why. So interesting. Yeah. This One Summer by Mariko Tamaki and Jillian Tamaki. And that's also a comic book. Um, Skippy John Jones series, picture books. The Absolutely True Diary of a Part-Time Indian, which is a YA novel. This Day in June by Gail Pittman. That's a picture book about Pride. Um, Two Boys Kissing by David Levithan. So and that's 11 this year. 
to the top. Last two must have tied. And it says that in 2018, the Office for Intellectual Freedom tracked 347 challenges to library, school, and university materials and services. And there were 483 books challenged or banned. What do you think about that? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's in. So next year, we'll probably get the decade list for the oh yeah 2010s to 2019 and yeah that one thing i was reading was you know saying that they there are probably way more challenges than they're able to use in their data mm-hmm. um, and but, i think way more than are reported to right yeah but i mean this this is probably i mean all of those books make sense in terms of why they would be challenged and are probably I mean, even if they could get more data, you would think. I, now I've said that word two different ways. Data, data, data. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. I, I'm. I don't think that that list would necessarily change much no. if they could get more like those. Like you were saying, if they're just in the air, popular culture wise of yeah. being a, the word you're looking for is zeitgeist. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, and I think like. When 13 Reasons Why was first published, it got a lot of challenges in two, in part as that was just very, very popular. And then Netflix made the TV show. Um, and so it like came back in a big way. And that has been back on the list for like the last three years. And I watched the first season of that Netflix show and it was not good. And then they're like, we're going to make it another season. And I was like, why? There's no content here. <laughs> Teens really like that show, though. Did you watch any of it? I did not watch any of it's it. It's so dramatic, like melodramatic. And it's like, it tackles like really serious topics, like uh, like rape and suicide and stuff, but in a way that feels very like exploitative to me as an adult. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't like it, but um, it's still really very popular. Yeah. Um, and so we're going to be talking about scary stories today, which also ties into this because scary stories tell in the dark dominated the ALA's top banned and challenged books for like 25 years. Yeah, it was number one for the 90s. And then drum roll, please. <laughs> it got replaced by Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you do a drum roll. Yeah, that was better than mine. But Harry, but it still it only dropped like four or something right. so it's still it's going strong <laughs> scary stories which i think probably banned because of the pictures <laughs> right more i think for the illustrations so the first scary stories to tell in the dark book was published in 1981 and i have them all here can you hear um <laughs> this second one 1984, and I think this one actually, the third one, came out when I was alive. <laughs> 1991. That's what when I when I was reading those, you're like, oh, this is the one I know. Yeah, yeah, that, it was because like Harold's in that mm-hmm. one, and I was like, oh, that must have been the first one I. Yeah, I definitely think Scary Stories three was the one that you were buying out of your like Scholastic catalog yes. at school if yeah. you were a child in elementary school in the 90s, <laughs> which I was. Yeah, and then when they made the movie, they're mostly out of these two and not the first book. Um, and like I said, these two, the second and the third one, have my our family name written in the front because when I took them to camp, and I, I think I might have gotten this one from somewhere 
else like later. Someone scribbled out the word scary. On so the, the word scary on the cover is scratched out with like a black Sharpie so that no one could know that it was a scary book. It's only stories to tell in the dark. Yeah. And this illustration <laughs> wouldn't give it away at all. <laughs> the illustrations are. They're terrifying. They're like timelessly yeah. creepy. And there's the one, I can't remember which book it's in. It's the story of the, I, I think it's the, it's a woman who like, there's a priest in some building and the woman like crawls out of the uh, cellar and she doesn't have eyes and do you know which one I'm talking about? And she like gives them instructions and like, <laughs> like, please bury me and like put my finger in the uh, collection plate and, but that picture is on the left side so you have to read the right side and like <laughs> it's in your peripheral I just know. like creeping just, like, you out you. yeah like <laughs> well <laughs> there's no way to avoid this and yeah they're just like Every, yeah like what is this one so the illustration <laughs> for the story of Susanna which I don't even remember what it's about but it's like this person in like a rocking chair with some sort of monster on a string like a kite and then some other monster looming above them like from the clouds <laughs> and it's like kind of skull like and yeah how would you describe this art yeah i the the two you're things, an art guy yeah i'm an art guy the two <laughs> things everything is drippy yeah like it all it all has this like or like wet. threads like yeah like, like spider webs yeah sticky like or like like a strand of spit. Yes. Yes. It's yeah. It's it, it's very kind of yeah. Like this visceral kind of body. Like everything feels like it's it could be a per yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like they're like all the mouths have like crazy jagged teeth mm -hmm. and like the eyes are always kind of like kind of like drooping out of the face yeah like and animals have kind of human-like eyes and people have animal-like eyes and then um yeah that dog <laughs> is very disturbing um mm. and and when you look at the pictures you can just start to like i think sometimes it's intentional enough and in most of the pictures where you can be like, is that supposed to be a person or yeah. a face? And then you just start seeing that all the time. Cause you're like, I think that's supposed to be a face, a scary face. Yeah. It's, um, and they're, they're just, they're very stark cause they're all, it's all just ink. Um, so it's, they're all black and white, which makes everything kind of misty and like, mm -hmm. like it's, either coming out of some foggy world or like yeah. going in. So it's just, your imagination can just go right. so far. It's definitely that. like seeing stuff in the dark where you're like, what is that? Yeah. And they, it like elevates so many of the stories. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a nightmare. That's supposed to be a dog. <laughs> it's yeah. That it, they're just so bizarre. Mm -hmm. And I think as a as a as a kid getting your hands on these, it's like it wasn't like goosebumps where like the covers were kind of yeah. cool. Like they weren't 
scary. Right. But they gave you, like, I remember, like, the first Goosebumps I think I saw was Say Cheese or Die. <laughs> it mm -hmm. was like, like, skeletons having a barbecue. And I was like, that's kind of funny. Yeah, like, it's kind of, yeah, more funny. Yeah. And the, more like camp. Yes, yes. And these are more like... I don't think I should be looking at Right, these. this is more like what you wake up from a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. And then see, like, staring at you from across the room. Yeah, it's... Even I... When I read these last night, I, I had to go to the bathroom, and it was at... I did this at night, so I was, like, even... Like creeping through your house? Yeah, I was, like, kind of quickly getting to, like, the nearest <laughs> light switch. Because it, it, it... Like, I love being scared. I love spooky things. And but they do just charge you with that like yeah. I don't know what's in that. And I think that's part of what those illustrations do is like you don't know what's in there really. Mm -hmm. And that's a good like it's it's a good reflection of what it's like to be scared at night where you don't know yeah. what's in front of you or what's around the corner. <laughs> or like what's under the bed. Yes. So I definitely had like a cat when I was a kid who liked to hang out under the bed and then like get you. <laughs> You know, like you put your feet down and it's like, yeah. Um, so when you're in your bed, I was like a kid reading scary stories to tell in the dark. And then you're like, oh, like, <laughs> is it a monster? Is it my cat? Is she going to get me? And like, you know, even like, well, I'd know like the cat is under the bed. And when I put my foot down, she's going to get me. And that would like scare me, like yeah. knowing that this was going to happen because yeah. she was hiding under there. Do your cats do that? The I have this. um I have a chair that I put a blanket draped over. Like so a fort? Yeah, kind of like a fort. <laughs> so one of them will usually hide under there. And then uh, one of them also does the, like, he'll get you yeah. when you walk past. <laughs> just a, they just can't help themselves. <laughs> it's too much fun. I guess. <laughs> Cats are really into jump scares. They are. So, is the, <laughs> so are a lot of the movies that come out very jump scare. Yeah. Um, these books hold up though. They still, yeah. So one of the cool things about these books, I think as a kid, but then also as an adult is they're kind of like a, like Grimm's fairy tales, right? So he didn't like write these stories. He like traveled the world collecting scary stories from like different places and put them all together in these books. And then he includes like lots of notes about how to tell the story out loud and like I was telling you and Elizabeth the other day that I had been listening to um, literary, literary Disco. I was listening to Literary Disco and they were talking about Her Body and Other Parties, which is a short story collection that Elizabeth and I have talked about on the podcast before. And the first book in that story, is, that collection is called The Necklace. And it's based off not one of those books, a scary story, it's telling the dark book story. Um, but... Um, a story from a different collection that Alvin Schwartz did. But they were talking on the podcast about, hey, like, it's like scary stories to tell in the dark and it gives directions as you read it um, for like, now your voice is like this or, you know, make a sound like drag a chair across the room. But it's this story collection is pretty political and it obviously is like and very like feminist. And so the story is like a really feminist story. Like the beginning, it's like. You know, the husband should sound like this and the son should sound like this. And for the woman's voice, it should be interchangeable with all other women's voices. And it's a really cool story and you should read it. But it was interesting how it like 
had those things in it. And it reminds, reminded me of like, that's what was cool about these reading them as a kid is getting like the prompts to tell you how to do it. Did you ever read these to other kids? Oh, yeah. Wow. I didn't. Really? <laughs> I think maybe, maybe my, one of my brothers. Yeah, like for sure my brother and I would read them. I, I felt getting these like, with a lot of things as a, as a kid of like, I'm arming myself with these great ghost stories, you know, that, that like. you're for sure going to remember <laughs> yeah. when the moment comes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I, and I, but I think that was a way as a kid to trick, like, this isn't scaring me. I'm getting ready to scare other kids. Okay. I'm yeah. doing the research that I need. <laughs> um, yeah. And like I said, um, like I took them like when we went to outdoor school and would read them other kids and i think when i was like in high school and i was a counselor for outdoor school i also took them and read them to the kids like not the whole books obviously but you know one or two yeah i would yeah i mean i bet that's a lot of fun <laughs> yeah especially if it's at night no my friend um megan who's like one of my best friends now but when we were kids she was just like my mom's friend's kid <laughs> she's like five years younger than me but and to this day, she scares very easily, and it's very like satisfying, especially as a kid. Like I could tell her anything, and she'd be like, "Oh, stop!" <laughs> like you know, you just like kind of like touch her arm, and she like jumps up in the air. <laughs> so that was always very fun. Yeah, it's. I just I love that spooky feeling. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love that spooky feeling. Yeah, and that these books still. Uh, and who knows? You know, it might be my connection with them because I. I I distinctly remember reading Harold in the fifth grade for the first time and being so scared of it. And but then like still going back to the well and getting more yeah. spook. But more so, spook. But it yeah, just like I I I plowed through all of them. Like it was it was just fun and I was like, Oh, I don't remember this one and then some of them I kind of remember and then being like, oh, yeah, there's like songs in mm -hmm. here. And like the end is like, these ones are just funny. You're right. Like, well, <laughs> old, old Mr. Gamble didn't get the memo because his drawings <laughs> are still scary. <laughs> and then I like, too, that he has like notes about like this is a story that I kind of heard in different ways from like different, I don't know, cultures that I went to. Uh, yeah, like this one. <laughs> um, Oh, the yeah. Uh, along with that, the, oh. the there's the story where she's it's the the girl and her mom are in right. France. That's what I was just yeah. gonna say. Yeah. I was like, or that one where they're like staying in like the on the thirteenth floor or something, and she just like disappears, and he's like, "This is based in fact." Yeah, because at the end, it's like turn to page right. eighty two to learn the like how right. this ends or whatever so that story is about this girl and her mom go to france and they're staying in a hotel and she her mom gets sick or something she sends her out for an errand when she comes back or they send for a doctor and she goes out for an errand when she comes back her mom's not there the 13th floor doesn't exist and the people there like totally gaslight her they're like oh like what are you talking about you weren't here with anybody else there was never a mom Blah, 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 blah. And then in his notes, he's saying that this is something that they might have done, like, like during, like, plague years or... Yeah, yeah. That it, It's saying that the reasoning is mm -hmm. that, like, at the end when you'd be like, well, this is what happened. Mm -hmm. It's like they, she had the plague, and so they, they need to just get rid of her 
so the hotel wouldn't be liable right. for starting the plague. But, then, but they also, yeah, and they don't want to let anybody know that yeah. that happened because they all didn't want to lose business. But then they also don't want like people to panic. Yeah. And then it talks about how there's like these old newspaper articles where it seems like people claim that this had happened. Yeah. So it was, it was just a story that was like a viral story yeah, that exactly. people were telling uh-huh. and reporting. And... Yeah. And you know what? So we went and saw the movie Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, and it's been like a month now. Yeah. Um, so I haven't been thinking about it as much as I had at the time. But I was like, this all makes me think of that movie, Urban Legend. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what I wanted the Scary Stories movie yeah. to be. Do you remember? I I I don't think I've seen. You didn't see it? I, but I know what it is, and I remember the preview. Right. But I don't think I've seen it. I haven't seen it since like I was in middle school, but this was one of the peak late nineties horror movies for teens. So like who's in it? Like Joshua Jackson is in it, I'm sure. That sounds right. Um that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I can talk while you look this up. <laughs> is Jared Leto in it? <laughs> <laughs> I I think when it what here's what I remember about it. It came out at that kind of perfect time of the, there was the internet. The post, oh wait, go ahead. And you could look things up, but there wasn't, it, there was no way to know if it was really reliable. Like right. you could still find s- stuff that was just total disinformation. Mm-hmm. And like, you were using like Alta Vista. Yeah, yeah. It was like, oh, this is just someone's. Alta Vista's fine. <laughs> Sorry, Alta Vista. <laughs> someone's like personal GeoCity site <laughs> claiming this Jared Leto stuff. is in it. Wow, good poll. Yeah. Thank you. So I think it w- it was like that cusp of kind of like, oh, all these urban legends are kind of being collected, mm-hmm. but there's no, like no one's disproving them. No one's, it was just sort of like, oh yeah, like I have heard of these things. Right. Perfect. Let's So the plot of the it. movie is like, there's like a murder and then there's another murder and then and they're all in college. And so obviously they're probably studying urban legends. I don't remember a hundred percent. But it's very like there's a scene in Scream 2. I wonder if that came out after that where you're like, this is basically the plot of Urban Legend. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But then like the, you know, smart students like these are all like based on these urban legends. Like maybe we can see like what are they going to do next? But like meanwhile, all his friends are getting murdered or her friends. I don't even remember who the main character is. I'm pretty sure it's Jared Leto. <laughs> anyway, so that they had the whole someone in the back of your car thing and like the hook yeah. on the door handle thing and other, I don't know, Bob Rocks. <laughs> yeah. It's like murdered. Um, so it was, the plot was basically the, that horror movie formula. We, we, we're, we figured out the pattern. If yeah. If we can just like. And the pattern is urban legends. Yeah. <laughs> Who was that? Gosh, I should, we should watch that movie. Yeah, I'll watch Urban Legends. I wonder... I don't support Prime. Uh-oh. Well, I'll be watching it, I guess. <laughs> I'm sure we could find also a different way to... Oh, no. It's just advertising that's on Prime because Amazon also owns IMDb. <laughs> <sighs> They're the worst. And it's hard to not use anything I tried. Anyways, so let's just talk about the movie, and we can talk about all the things we wish the movie had been. 
Yeah. So when they announced that they were making a scary stories to tell in the dark movie, Daniel was so excited, so excited. It was like his childhood dreams were coming true. <laughs> and I think that's why he's so disappointed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it. He's like, let's go opening day. I was like, I'm busy. <laughs> I, I love scary movies. I love scaring myself. A lot of fond memories of those books. You know, read a lot of Goosebumps. Any scary thing. But I you give... didn't see the Goosebumps movie. No. <laughs> it's better. You should watch it. Yeah. I. I. I mean, <laughs> the bar is low, <laughs> in my opinion. Um, but I don't. I guess the the thing that made me feel like this movie had a chance is because it seemed to be leaning into the artwork, which if these like it would be it would be fun to read an oral history or something of these books because the artwork really is like without it i don't think these books would be banned do no you? and i don't think they'd be as popular and let me tell you I, we talked about this a little bit last year on our special millennial halloween special but uh <laughs> um a few years ago whoever publishes this oh books look so different now they re-release the books with new illustrations and everyone was like, what are you doing? And so they're like, sorry. And then they brought back the original. <laughs> Harper Collins. Yeah. So they tried to re-illustrate them and re-release them to like new kids with non-scary pictures. And there was an uproar. Yeah. I. So the movie uses the artwork. Um... Another thing that kind of made you probably excited is um, what's his face? Is like Guillermo del Toro, right? Oh, was yeah. like he he's like associated with this movie. Yes. And you're like, oh, cool, creepy yeah. art direction. Like, that's what he does. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like he he is someone that usually has a pretty striking visual mm -hmm. direction in his movies. So it seemed like they understood what was scary about these books and they were going to lean into that and use that in the movie. And so I thought, oh, cool. Like this, that should be cool <laughs> it wasn't yeah it um so if you care about the plot of this movie yeah just turn just the pot <laughs> turn the podcast off yeah <laughs> go watch it first spoiler alert it's really i mean if if yeah just go get these books <laughs> if you want to get like read something scary and and enjoy the books and if you are you know like an adult in your 30s and you're like hey remember those scary books i liked when i was a kid go watch the goosebumps movie instead i'm serious <laughs> yeah the, it's way better it's i could i could see myself enjoying the goosebumps movie because it's probably a lot of fun yeah and, and like it, you were saying like the goosebumps books were more just like fun yeah and and i do have like i remember the characters and the stories and so it, it probably would be fun like a a nostalgic kind mm -hmm. of oh cool like that that kind of thing that monster yeah <laughs> slappy <laughs> slappy is a main character um, the scarecrows i hear he stalks at midnight <laughs> um where these this movie it didn't other than the three or four stories that they used to to have monsters from the books that use the illustrations there wasn't any 
it wasn't nostalgic for anything. I was just like, well, this Harold thing is like terrible. <laughs> that's but but the book is also some of the stuff that's scary is like you couldn't really make wouldn't this make it into a movie. So yeah. this is the movie in this is the summary of the movie. <laughs> um, it takes place in the 1960s in some small town in like the Midwest. Yeah. Right. Or there's corn. Right. Iowa. Yeah. Um, and the main character is like a 16 year oldish girl. And she has friends. Yeah. Two friends. And they're kind of like the nerdy people. And then one of their, God, I can't even remember now. One of her friends has like a sister. Yeah. One of her friends has a prom queen kind of sister. Right. And the main character is definitely the, she has glasses. Right. She's She's definitely Lainey from She's All That, Uh, which is a way better movie than this one. (laughs) And she's like going out on a date with the hot jock who's also like a terrible human being. And his friends are on their date with them. I don't. I don't know why, <laughs> but um, so it's Halloween and they, um, the nerdy kids are going to pull a prank on the mean jock guy by throwing crap at his car. Cause he, the, the mean jock guy and his friends, I guess they're notorious for driving around the town and snatching kids pillowcases full of candy oh, or like mm-hmm. whatever they have candy and they oh, just right, drive okay. by and, and take it. So they, they prank him. They put a poo in it. They do. <laughs> like, I'd forgotten. <laughs> yeah. He takes his own poo out of the toilet, right? Yes. <laughs> this is definitely like a funny movie. I yeah. laughed way more than I was scared. <laughs> yeah, some the and, and some of the 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 kid actors are pretty are pretty funny. They're pretty charming. Right. They could have done more with what they had. Yeah. It it just felt like a different mood. Like they were acting in, in a. They were better at acting in a movie that this wasn't. Right. Um, yeah, and so the plot is so stupid. So hey, <laughs> so they prank this this kid, and so he touches the poo or something. I don't remember. Gets super mad at them, of course, and then like chases them across town, and they're like, ugh. So they're running. They go to the drive through theater theater and crawl in this car with a stranger. Who is a kid? Yeah, he's a young man, dark skinned, just like passing through town. Don't know why until way later in the movie, and then by then you don't really care anymore. Um, and the mean kids find them, yeah, and they are gonna beat him up. But that the guy kind of saves, like, right? Like, yeah. You're not getting in my car, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, and then I think people get out of their cars and like, hey, sit down. Yeah, like, get back in your car. I'm trying to watch this movie. Yeah, so they they scare off the mean kids and then the the heroes, as it were, <laughs> decide to go check out a haunted house. Mm-hmm. Um, so the random guy that they got in his car, he drives them to the... Right, so he and the girl, like, hit it off. They're making eyes at each other. There's way. a flirtation happening. <laughs> And then you're like, how old is he? How old is she? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so they go to this house, and then there's this convoluted story about, oh, it's this family, and they're rich, and there's a daughter, and... They, like, locked her up, and she would tell scary stories through the walls to, like, the neighborhood kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and then they end up, they explore, mean guy locks them in the house, and... 
they find a book, a scary book, mm-hmm. and it has her stories in it. And they're written in blood. Yeah. And then they they get out of there. The girl takes the book. Yeah. She takes the book. They get out of there. They discover that the mean kids had broken and vandalized the... Uh, the young man's car. Yeah. The young man's car. And so he, uh, I guess, was living in his car. Yeah, it explains it later. This is what's happening with this kid is that he's draft dodging. So he's trying to make it like Canada or something. Because his, his brother already died. Yeah, his brother Vietnam. already died in Vietnam. Um, but the whole time you think that the town is being mean to him because he is uh, Hispanic, I believe is I mean, kind I of think the twist. they are also. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's never fully explored. But they kind of at that, like the, the police, the policemen... They they seem to be like flipping it where it's like I know your brother you know and like, so yeah so but yeah I it's... know that you're a draft dodger yeah oh I guess the very first scene of the movie is the mean kid signing up for the military yeah um, it's really gonna set the scene for the setting the setting that doesn't make any sense yeah. that's a complaint we'll talk about later but <laughs> <laughs> um, so then they of course realize that the their there are new stories being added to the scary book and they're happening. Mm-hmm. And this is where they start taking from the scary stories. Right. Books. So there's like Harold is a scarecrow and the mean guy goes, it's a scarecrow at his farm and he goes home and his mom is like, go to the chores or whatever. Yeah, go so he eggs. goes and he like beats up on Harold all the time. So Harold comes to life and turns him into a scarecrow, which is not how the story goes in the book. No, but anyways, um, the girl back home with the haunted book realizes that that story is being written in blood, like fresh. Yeah. So whatever the book writes. So happens. you don't read the book. The book reads you. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. What does that mean? That. <laughs> That's never really fully explored either. Not at all, but it sounds good. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> sounds good in a Hollywood pitch. Meeting. Right. Well, does it, does it really, um, so then, yeah, that these the stories are like for whatever reason the first story targets the mean kid. So you're kind of like, hey, this book's all right; <laughs> it's taking care of business. But then it starts targeting the heroes, right? And you know they can't they can't stop it. It's a lot of warning people, and um, then she tries to return the book, but the book comes back, and so it just kind of unfolds very predictably after that of the, the stories are going to appear in the book. They're going to happen to the kids because people don't believe it. And so they're, you know, on the phone with one kid and they're like, this is what it's writing and, and watch out. Don't do that. Don't eat the toe. <laughs> and um, of course, oh my God. It, everything it's too late. People don't believe. Well, them. and then like having read all the books, you're like, he's home alone and there's like a soup in the, fridge and you're like oh it's gonna be this story and it's dumb yeah and it it does they they do use the the artwork from the books are used as the models for the different monsters Mm -hmm. and that's about the connection that and the the stories are from the book right but they're just really shoehorned right and even then if it doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense and then at the end so like like we were talking earlier about how the scary stories are all about telling scary stories and usually how each story ends in the book is where you're like what you yeah. know and then the other person's like ah or just like the way that harold harold ends so these guys like pick on harold 
And then um, it at the end, he comes to life and kills one of them. And the very last sentence is about the other guy seeing Harold on the roof of their house, stretching his friend's skin out to dry. <laughs> yeah. And, and they, they, the were, end. they were, they were mean to Harold because they had, jokingly named him after this other mm-hmm. farmer they didn't like that made sense that three-page story had way more plot and character work than this three-hour movie so anyway the, the whole thing with um like you don't read the book the book reads you mm-hmm. was dumb yeah and it was like maybe if they had actually done something where and it was almost trying to be this way that's like the book can see like inside of you, see what you're really afraid of. And that's what it's going to like manifest. And that's going to make you disappear. Although no one's like killed, I guess, except for the mean kid who turns into the scarecrow. But they all are just like taken into somewhere. Yeah. It, they like disappear. It didn't it didn't do anything with the idea of we're all afraid of something. Yeah. Which I guess is kind of a nightmare on Elm Street kind of idea but it didn't it it knows what you're afraid of so long as that's convenient to one of yeah. the scary stories. but books. then it didn't <laughs> even really like play that out Mm-mm. there was a thing where like the kid like the funny friend kept having like nightmares about like a lady and then the lady hugged him till he disappeared it was pretty weak and i did not like it <laughs> yeah yeah it just wasn't it really didn't need to use the scary story books at all. It could have easily been a just a scary movie that didn't involve any of that. Yeah, but it also wasn't a scary movie. Yeah, it really relied on jump scares. Right, it did. And then I thought that the movie was... Like, I left it thinking, who is this movie for? Because on the one hand, you'd think that it would appeal to people our age, kids from the 90s, who... Or the 80s, who grew up reading these books, but then it wasn't satisfying to us in that way because it barely used the books. And so there weren't very many things we were like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Like, the closest thing was the the spider bite storyline. For me, I was like, this is pretty gross and good. <laughs> it, like, sticks its little hand out of, like, the welt on her face. Yeah. The little spider hand, I mean. But it's also not for kids it's set during the vietnam war which ends up being like a pretty big part of the plot line is like the 1960s rural setting but you know people who live through that aren't going to care about this kids horror movie but it's also like not for younger younger kids because it's like got a higher rating i don't yeah and i don't see it's teenagers being like i don't it just seems like for everyone who might think that they have something to interest them in this movie it would be disappointing. Yeah, it's people, the creative people who wanted to make this movie being nostalgic for something, for like, oh, these books, yeah, those are really scary. And they said it even, like if it was set in the 80s or the early 90s, that would make sense. That's when these books came out and were really popular. But they're like, no, we'll set it 30 years before that. Maybe like when Alvin Schwartz was a child. (laughs) You know, like it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It just, yeah, it felt so, when you watch a movie and you you can almost see how it had just been kind of ruined by meetings and decisions. Well, this needs to appeal, you know, like just too many, <laughs> too many cooks kind of deal. You, you, I just walked out and was thinking like, other than modeling the, the scary ghost monsters and stuff, 
which there are only four or five. After... Yeah, there's Harold, there's the spider bite, there's the lady in the hospital, and then there's the... The toe lady. The toe lady and the other side. And... Oh, and the, the chimney thing. Yeah. Um, it had a chase scene, like an unnecessary chase scene. <laughs> right. I can't even remember now, but I think that was like the part I laughed the most at. Like, why is this happening? Yeah. And and they, they kind of started making it funny because the way he was bending around, you know, and like, yeah. like it had a goofy quality mm-hmm. to it. So it, they're it was... like, well, that worked in the Goosebumps movie. Let's just do it in this movie. <laughs> yeah. It just didn't. It. Yeah. I didn't see who it would really appeal to either because if you if you're if you were walking in there even as a kid and being like oh i love those books i want to see this as a movie i just think you would have been disappointed because it didn't the books just jump around like every story Mm -hmm. is its own self-contained thing and they some of them are are older where it's like you know Joe was walking to the to the dance, or whatever, right? Or, or not, like... yeah, and we're like, oh, and during the plague, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, but but it's like that that works because it's so it's just sets up the what's going to be scary about this, and they're not long; they're all just little right, stories. They're really very short. The longest one is probably the the witch, the guy who's <laughs> ran over the witch's cat, and then she's mad at him and. He does, you know, I don't, like I don't. he puts in his his grandpa told him to draw her on a tree and then you put a nail. In. And it's like it's like a four page story, <laughs> but that's pretty much as, as long as they are. It's just a different beast. Like mm-hmm. those stories are it's you're not going to sit down and weave a one hour tale. <laughs> so it just it just felt totally shoehorned where it's yeah. like, let's use the strength of these books mm-hmm. to get people to go see this movie that doesn't really have anything to do. Like yeah. doesn't, doesn't even use Did you feel like the books. you got got? I did. <laughs> I, I, and I, I just have a problem with a lot of scary movies that I end up seeing. Cause even I saw the first part of it. I haven't seen part two, but even the first, and I've, I haven't read the book. So maybe I just I can't imagine that this is the same way in the books just because it's it's a book and things are scarier when you have to imagine them and and you know all that kind of stuff kind of like what you all were talking about in the pet cemetery mm-hmm. saying that him digging up that it felt like forever yeah. kind of thing where just, you know it's just time is different and your anticipation mm-hmm. is different but in the movie did you see it no um, it just I have this thing where if they've split a movie into more than one movie, I'm never going to go see part of a movie. <laughs> right. It's like maybe when both of them are out, I'll go watch them together or whatever. Right. But like when they did that to The Hobbit, they're like, we're going to take the, <laughs> the Hobbit, which is shorter than any of the Lord of the Rings books, which each were their own movie. But split it into three parts and make three different movies. I was like, I'm never going to watch any of these dumb movies. <laughs> and nor am I ever going to watch a movie where they did this. So, like, because they did it with Harry Potter. I I mean, it, The Hobbit is when I made that decision. I definitely saw both Harry Potter movies that were the last book split into two movies. And when they did it to Breaking Dawn, I saw those too. <laughs> but. Twice bitten. <laughs> right. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> um. It, that there was just too much clown. It was like, <laughs> it was like, I'm 
seeing this clown so much, <laughs> I'm not scared You're anymore. You're like desensitized to the yeah, clown. Exactly. Yeah. And it's it's just so it's like people don't understand what's scary mm-hmm. because confronting the thing, the anticipation is scary, but once it's there, like, yeah, it's not like, scary anymore. Yeah, like once you see in the scary story movie the the lady that hugs him to death. After a while, you're just sort of like, oh, just get it over with, right? God, <laughs> it's taking her forever. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that's why, like, when something's scary, like in these stories, then the story's over. The end. Yeah. <laughs> And it, it's funny, uh, just thinking of the ending of these, of some of the scary stories. <laughs> there's, there's at least three or four where it's like they just introduce an object, and then the ending is just like, and then they found the handkerchief on her. <laughs> like, oh, that's it. <laughs> oh, okay. Well. <laughs> scary <laughs> so scary <laughs> but yeah they, it just the the movie was it was just all over the place yeah and then they did the whole thing that is with the villain which is like this ghost lady where like oh she's not bad she's like misunderstood and they had to like make this whole convoluted like backstory for her and like why she started telling these scary stories and why she's like haunting them and why but it's like you don't need that crap yeah So I was thinking of how would I have made this movie? And this is what I think I would have done. So I don't think every book adaptation of children's scary stories books need to be about the book. So like Goosebumps is like, oh, R.L. Stein has this book of Goosebumps stories in his basement and it's locked up. So the scary stuff doesn't get out of the book. And then this one is like, oh, the book writes the scary stories with your own blood as it murders you or something. And then they're going to be doing a... Um, Are You Afraid of the Dark movie, which I think is the same. There's going to be like a haunted book. Think, come on. But I think what I would have done if I was writing this movie is I would have made it about Alvin Schwartz writing the book. Like what if it was about him and he was traveling around like North America gathering these scary stories? That might be interesting. Yeah. It doesn't have to be like the overall plot doesn't have to be like scary. It doesn't have to have a resolution because you like... Let the monster, like, cry on your shoulder or whatever. It could just be him gathering these smaller, scary stories and then, like, writing a book about it. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree that that would have been way better. And they... The book thing is ridiculous. <laughs> like, just no one needs that. And, it's, like, yeah, it's just so silly. But it, it telling... I would much have rather seen a bunch of stories. Yeah. And some some would have been hit, some would have missed, but it, it just would have been better than this thing. <laughs> and it yeah, it would have been much cooler to to kind of use these books as what they are. Mm-hmm. Like even if you know they Alvin Schwartz was the main character, and he like you know he disappeared or so you know like, yeah, if something like, happened to him, or yeah. if it was like about something in his life, like you know I don't know. Yeah, like his daughter found his book like his diary or something yeah. you know, like just some like a myth that was more than just like or he's like putting this together in order to like get past some sort of like personal trauma yeah. or something <laughs> yeah yeah that because really you you could have just substituted all of these stories in this movie and it, it would have been like you could have put any yeah and they could have been any monsters they could have been any the the book could have been 
writing any stories. Yeah. Like it had, it did not need these books other than, well, remember those books you love? Right. Because <laughs> like the main story of the movie is them solving the mystery of this ghost in the basement of this house. Like, why is she writing this book? And then they uncover some st stupid centuries old. They were poisoning the water or something. Yeah. They were like, you know, robber barons. <laughs> who cares? <laughs> yeah. And that, and that, to be clear, for those of you who maybe don't care about these books or are unfamiliar with them, that's not in the books. The, these scary storybooks are just a bunch of scary stories that are a page or two or three long. There's you would no, tell like around the campfire. Yeah, there's no overarching tale that brings them all together. Yeah, I guess if there was a theme of the stories, it would be like, what do people tell each other to scare each other? Yeah, and he, he kind of talks about that in his introduction mm -hmm. of like, scary stories are in every culture and been around for thousands of years because it's it's fun to get that charge but know that you're not really at risk right and it's all it's a lot of it's about death and like skeletons and and some of them i mean some of them are just they're they are more silly than they are um what does he want the studio is reserved in 10 minutes so we have to wrap this up <sighs> <laughs> So two thumbs down. <laughs> so we hated this movie. But yeah, I mean, are you still going to go see that other this? The other it? No. Well, maybe. But are you the Are You Afraid of the Dark movie that's going to come out yeah, next year? Yeah, I'll, I'll see it. <laughs> I'll still be really excited about it. I'll go see it. The, the funny thing is, too, I, what, as I keep saying, oh, it relies on jump scares and stuff. There have been movies that have come out that seem like they're more than that that I just haven't seen. Like, well, Heredity, I remember I really Hereditary. wanted to go see Crawl. And you wouldn't go see it. Well, that's definitely a jump scare. <laughs> yeah, but like a good one. Did you see Hereditary? No. Okay, that like. Did you see Ma? No. That's by the same person. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then there was the the witch. No. Is one that there there have been ones that I'm like, oh, that looks because I just I like it more. I'd rather just get a weird vibe and have something. When the original Blair Witch came out, mm -hmm. it doesn't really have jump scares in it. It just is spooky. You don't even really see anything. Nothing happens. Yeah. But then I still, when I saw that, <laughs> like, would go out in the woods. It was like, oh, that is scary. Like, <laughs> I don't want to come Did you make your movie. own Blair Witch? I didn't. <laughs> really? I did. Like movie? Yeah. Oh, cool. You know, where you're like, well, what? Does it still exist? <laughs> I don't know. No. I doubt it. My friends and I used to make movies like for fun all the time. <laughs> I, I may have tried to make one of those little witch stick. <laughs> you know, they're hanging around the woods oh, all the time. Oh, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but stuff, I just, I like stuff like that where it's like. Like, you don't figure it out. Yeah, where it's. That's actually, that movie is a good example because it is kind of like this. Like, they hear something, they go out in the woods, the movie's over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it really, and it, yeah, the, that's, what is scary is when you don't understand something. Like, that is when you strip away everything else. Mm -hmm. It's not, oh, this creepy looking clown. I just can't look at you. <laughs> like, you're just too scary. Yeah. It's it's the mystery, the 
is that what it is? You know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. That's what's scary. And this movie just did not capture that from the the book at all. Yeah, that's what's scary. And like to go back to what we were talking about about pet cemetery, I think also what's scary is thinking about like your own capacity to do something terrible. I think that's what's scary about pet cemetery. Yeah. But uh we gotta wrap this up. Yeah. So next week, Elizabeth and I are going to be talking about short stories. So it's kind of like in the similar vein. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, you <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm Becky. I'm Daniel. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>